0: What up, Sack City? Thanks for following wherever you download your podcast. You want to see what this city has to offer? Join us live on YouTube every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button for the best NFL content on the interwebs. Sac City, baby!
1: To another edition of the Sack City Podcast, I am your host, the one and only Vinnie Milani, joined as always by my best friend, the whole entire world, Aaron the Mukes, I am Mukes, and below us we have your boy, the reigning, the defending, the undisputed, somewhat heavyweight valedictorian of the show, AJ Johnson. What is, it is a beautiful June fifteenth evening here? In the City, episode 42 is about to kick off. We are breaking down the best ADP value picks on Monday's show. We broke down the worst ADP value pick, or worst ADP picks. Tonight, we give you those value picks and help you guys win those fantasy championships. Want to shout out everybody in the chat, everyone watching at home. Please interact with us. Let us know what you think of the show. Comment along as the show goes by. Aaron's clapping back. Tonight, again, we're going over the ADP values. We've got a little trade talk to kick off the show. So AJ, this this may come as a surprise to you, but <laughs> lately, normally we have Aaron do all of our social media responses like for like under the Sac City name on YouTube. Like if someone comments, he's normally the one who responds back. And we had a comment from a gentleman by the name of not Tom shout out, not Tom. If you're watching this, he brought up a trade, a dynasty trade involving Travis Kelsey on our video on whether or not you should get rid of Travis Kelsey now, or ride with him all the way until he breaks down his trade looked like this, George Kittle, Kadarius Tony and a second round pick for Travis Kelsey in a dynasty league. And the reason why we're bringing this up here is because you and I were talking about it and you said one thing and I said another and we couldn't agree. So we're taking it to the show right now. We're breaking this trade down and seeing, and AJ is going to really be the deciding factor here. Really. I'm just going straight up with AJ here first. Cause I know your thoughts, you know, my thoughts, neither of us know AJ's thoughts. So AJ, what do you think of this trade dynasty dynasty dynasty? Uh oh, that's a big time minus. It's a big minus. Earlier on the show, not even two
0: minutes on mute. Funny enough, it's actually not a minus because for me, what I was doing there was they were coming home, the engines were loud outside, and she (laughs) always takes her time to hit the alarm. So I wanted to miss. And then you ask the question, I was like, damn, it sucks. I can never time it right. And lo and behold, I was (laughs) muted. You couldn't hear the horn. I'm a genius. Now, to completely (laughs) contradict that whole genius theory, (laughs) <laughs> I uh I I personally I like what they have to offer, but for me, believe it or not, the George Kittle mm-hmm. is the deal breaker for me, and I don't want to do it. I'd rather I'd rather ride with Travis Kelsey. I have not been able to see a season that I can trust George Kittle uh to stay healthy and play the amount of games that we need, or to play the or play the big time games that you need. Now, funny enough, Kadarius Toney, I really like him going ahead uh going forward. I think that's a great piece to throw in. Uh, to bring up to use going forward and a second round pick. And I mean, it's nice, but like I'm riding with Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's been the number one tight end year after year after year. And uh, honestly, until he decides to just lay down at the center of uh, Arrowhead stadium and call it quits. I'm good with that.
1: See Aaron, you're, you are obviously not on this same side. I'm agreeing and agreeing with AJ here of riding the ship with Travis Kelsey, because I don't obviously the injuries of of George Kittle and you can say that they're overrated or whatever. And he's played a lot. I just don't, I try, you look at it one for one, George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. I don't think that's that, that close. I don't think it's that close. And then I have a lot of uncertainty with Kadarius Tony. I am not, I don't know. Like AJ said, you, there's hope for him, but in the future, I don't know if it's, he's going to have Daniel Jones right now, but who's his quarterback in the future? Is he a New York Giant in the future? Have we even seen from Kadarius Toney his true potential yet? Do we know he can be a star? Do we know that he is worth giving up the best tight end in football for? Then you have a second round pick. And that's a, that's a good a good pick in a dynasty. A second round pick is huge. But to me, I'm riding with the ship, like AJ said, of Travis Kelsey rather than giving up my the best tight in, in, in football for George Kittle, who's very good, and Canary Stoney a second pick. That's just that's just my thoughts.
2: Um, uh, no, I want to see you guys. We don't need to solo to solo this. I want to bring everybody in here because uh not Tom is in the chat actually, and I'm thankful that he's here. We get to discuss the trade that he brought up. Um we, we're talking about that trade right now, not Tom. Uh listen, this is not easy. By no means is this easy. Am I saying, hey, if you take Travis Kelsey, you're you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But this is where people get into trouble in dynasty. I mentioned the other day, and I was the advocate of don't get rid of Travis Kelsey. Fine. He's 32. George Kittle's 28. George Kittle's four years younger. And AJ, uh, we talked about this earlier, and you and your numbers, man. This not trusting George Kittle thing, this talk is so, it's such a misnomer. He's played five seasons in the NFL. Last year, he played 14 games. 2020, which was the big season, he played eight. Before that, 14 games, 16 games, 15 games. This is not a guy that's out there missing half of the season. He did it once. not to mention, he's been the top five in tight ends at the position, three out of the five years, obviously discounting his rookie year and then discounting the year he only played eight games. He finished two, he finished three, and he finished four in PPR rankings those seasons at the position. He averages two less points than Travis Kelsey on a per-game basis last season. That's with... uh. You know, sometimes where he had to go out and miss games in the middle, or not miss games, but miss time in the middle of games. This is a guy who is highly productive day in and day out, and it's not even about comparing him to Travis Kelsey. It's the return you're getting. You're getting younger, four years. The drop-off to Vinny's point is not actually that much. You get the upside of a Kadarius Tony, who had a rookie season where we saw flashes, but yes, you're probably banking on some upside there. And then we're talking about the second round pick, which which for me What puts it over the top? If you're in a dynasty that your second round pick this year probably consisted of along the lines of a James Cook, a Jahan Dotson, a Rashad Wright, a Damian Pierce, a David Bell, guys like that in the second round, you pair one of those guys up with Kadarius Toney, and I'm still getting an elite talent plus an elite producer at the tight end position. It's not that hard for me. How how many? It's, it's, It's actually pretty easy. How many more years do you think Travis Kelsey has? Of, of 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 this. If I'm of, being of, nice, if I'm yeah. being nice and saying, hey, I try to throw three to four, and and that's being nice. I think okay. you get to 35, 36 years old, your body just at that position can't take it anymore. Yeah. And we're talking about a guy who is going to be the number one option on the team, so yeah. highly productive for three or four years. George Kittle highly productive he can give me three or even if he only gave me three or four seasons, that drop off to gain that upside is worth it for me. And again. It still goes back down to roster construction. What do you have elsewhere? But when you compare Kelsey and Kittle, it's not that big of a difference. The big difference is one has Patrick Mahomes, and we know is going to get him the football. That's, and the other. That's doesn't. where I was. But that's George where I was going to go next. Without a quarterback. But, but George, not it, it's not.
1: It's not. It's not necessarily him being productive without a quarterback. Is who are those quarterbacks that you're considering him being productive with? That are not. That are bad
2: quarterbacks. Not bad. I mean, he was well, just with just, with CJ uh, uh, hard or yeah, better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know how to say Nick, it. I was just Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, Behard, yep. Nick Mullins uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. like guys like that. And now we but, bring in Trey Lance, who, but, who again, is unproven. But we assume it's the. But, but the to be thing is, we talk about the unprovenness, though. But all three
1: of those, and, and and that's not even where I'm going with this. The unproven fact. It's it's the fact that. You, you brought up Jimmy G, C.J. Bethard, Nick Mullins. None of those quarterbacks are as athletic as Trey Lance. So on, does that on. play into a fact
2: here? No, that's a so, it's a George
0: Kittle. Yeah, so my thought process on it, and firstly, brings me no joy to say, Aaron, you made very, very solid and valid points and a sensible argument that I can get behind. The Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey thing, because George Kittle is getting Trey Lance to me, is actually a better thing for him because if you go back and you watch Trey Lance's tape from North Dakota state, he loved his tight ends. That was one of the things coming into the season that I actually said was going to be a very big upgrade for George Kittle because the connection that he likes to find with his tight ends is, is it pops off the tape. Um, So I do like the thought process of Trey Lance coming in for George Kittle. Kadarius Tony was a guy that I was, you know, spoiler alert was going to talk about tonight. Uh, I went a different route because I do think his potential is going to get there with or without Daniel Jones. I think, We'll see a lot of that this season and i think he'll start to take over that number one spot uh in new york so on the surface when you first look at it i guess it's easier to see travis kelsey's name and go with what you know and go with the safety the fact that tyreek Hill's not there do you know what it's going to be like with juju or mvs or uh you know wnba sky Moore, justin <laughs> ross i mean there's a lot of weapons on that team to be honest so uh, you know, there, there are a couple more question marks, but we just know that Travis Kelsey is Pat Mahomes guy. And what he's shown us year in and year out makes it a little easier to on the surface, look at Travis Kelsey and be like, that's where I'm going. But Aaron, honestly, you brought up a lot of good points of what you're getting back uh, with George Kill, Kadarius Tony and a second round pick in a dynasty league.
1: The other the other part about this that I find funny that you guys are going to laugh at is I don't. So not not Tom. We don't know who not Tom is. We appreciate you be, you supporting the show and being a, a follower of the show, joining us in the chat and everybody in the chat, really. Um, but I you know me. I don't know, Tom. I don't know if he's as emotional as emotional as I am.
0: But, you know, you know, <laughs> no me in the, in the big names
1: part of part of people's problem in fantasy football is being attached to those big names. Like for me, I like it, it. It might sound extremely stupid, but it is so. It would be so hard for me to see me accept a trade that includes the name of Travis Kelsey. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Dwight, no, no, pick it up, pick up your, fa- pick up your face. So I'm gonna, you I'm gonna make you it. sound because no, you pick still up your face. face. No, the reason pick you up sound to because you just am gonna make you happy. You
2: <laughs> George no. Kittle is a big no, name. No, no. So what listen, are you talking no. about? George Kittle is a
1: big name, but he's not Travis Kelsey. Okay, Wait, it's arguable that George Kittle is the best tight end in football. That like, is not. People, that is not true. What, you are if you we're see, gonna, like, if we're going to get into this argument? Then, right if now, you're, you're going to get into Kittle's this argument, then then, then. I will bring up the real stat, the real fact here, and the real stats here. That AJ, you are talking about inconsistencies in his game. There is inconsistencies in his fantasy production compared to travis kelsey last season 70 travis kelsey 75 of his games were great or quality starts of 6.5 points or more george kittle 57 that's a big drop off that's a big difference but then you go into those great games those weak winning games where he's scoring 11 points or more travis kelsey 44 george kittle 29 you are getting a wide receiver one in
2: Travis Kelsey, I you are not getting a wide receiver one in George Kittle. I nobody's saying that. Look, I cannot do this with you guys. I listened to you guys on Monday and watch you bring up seventy-five percent quality starts, sixty all over and over and over again. You guys did it with DK Metcalf. You did it with Terry McLaurin. You did it with all these that, players. That matters. At the, end, at the end of the day, in in fantasy, at the end of the day, when you look down somebody's game log. There is not a player in football that doesn't have bad outing. It's as simple Correct. as that. Thir- if you get 13 points out of Travis Kelsey, I'm sorry, that is not the, the elite player that you were looking for. So it might consider a quality start, but that's not where you drafted him in the first round. Remember, he is a first-round draft pick. George Kittle is not. Well, so we're, not ta- George- well, we're not, we're not talking yes, about redrafts here. Yes, we're talking about dynasty. The point being. He's already on his team. He- Where you, it doesn't matter. You still use draft capital to draft that player. In a dynasty league, when you're talking about getting asset, when you're talking about getting return and asset, you have to evaluate evaluate the return that you're getting. So if Travis Kelsey is here, which I admit he's here, and George Kittle is here, what is the value in between those two players? What does that value look like? So if you have George Kittle, Travis Kelsey a little bit better, and Kadarius Toney potential upside, and a second round pitch, Potential upside, where does that substitute the second player in that deal that would come with Travis Kelsey? That's the problem. That's where is the unknown. That's why I say roster construction is important. Because if you're now starting Travis Kelsey and say, I don't know, say you drafted and that's your choice. You have so you're now your Kelsey wait, and Jaylen Wait, Tolbert. whoa. whoa, whoa. Or, who did you draft? Or, Hold on. Who did you draft? Wait, no, 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 we didn't hear you. Missed broke the name. we you oh, broke up. You broke up right as completely. you were like talking it, about who you would draft. Jalen Tolbert. Say you drafted Jalen okay. Tolbert and he has to start for you. I'm just throwing out a name. So you have Kelsey and Jalen Tolbert. Or you take Kelsey or uh, Kittle, Kadarius Toney, or and whatever that second round pick is, could be a Rashad White, could be a David Bell. That's your replacement value player. Now so you have to be able to judge that based on your rock. It's and close, the thing is, is and when you bad. were
1: when you were say, when you were wiping your face down and I told you to pick your face up, I was gonna say, and we can wrap this up now and give not Tom the answer that he's looking for. I'd do the trade, AJ would do the trade, Aaron would do the trade, we are finalizing that and we would complete that trade. Because I think and with with what we're talking about here, I'm not I'm not a big Kadarius Tony fan. Like I'm I don't know. I'm I. more on the I'm I'm more on the side that I don't know if he's I don't think he's going to be able to be that fantasy starter you're going to be able to use. But you brought up so to me this is George Kittle and that second round pick for Travis Kelsey now and that second round pick being able to turn into someone you might you might like. It's funny you brought up Jalen Tolbert or Kadarius Tony. I think I would rather Jalen Tolbert over Kadarius Tony, but that's just because of what it's I like it's as scouting from Jalen Tolbert but over Kadarius Tony. But you, we don't know you, what he's gonna, we,
2: we don't talk know talked about like. you playing with your emotion, like correct. And that what you're saying when you say you don't like Kadarius Toney, that's your emotion. Because when Kadarius Toney was a focal point of an offense last year, we saw what he was capable yeah. of. Does that mean he's going to be? Does that mean he's gonna stay healthy? No, the upside is what we're looking at. And in dynasty, yep. I'm sorry, that's a lot of the time what we're basing it on because we want guys for four to five to six years, and I just don't think Travis Tilsey has that much left in him. So for this particular offer, and you're probably only talking about two guys that I would do this for, Mark Andrews, maybe Kyle Pitt. Mark Andrews, George Kittle, and maybe Kyle Pitt are the only three guys in a deal like this that I would even.
1: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, well, there you go. This trade right here, George Kittle, Canarius, Tony, and a second-round pick to not Tom for Travis Kelsey. We here at the Sac City Podcast say, do the trade! All right, hopefully you enjoyed that little nice little trade talk segment. We are now going to move on. Uh AJ, let's let's pay some bills here before Aaron snaps back on our Monday trade or our Monday ADP talk. Uh tell them where they can follow us at
0: why he always focused about the past. Why we can't go to the future? Why we can't just move on talk about what we're talking about today? That's what we do here at Sac City Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. <clears throat> Excuse me. Go ahead and hit those follows, those shares, those likes, those loves. Uh, you know, we appreciate it when you follow the best NFL content on the interwebs. So ladies, gentlemen, do it now. And if you don't do it now, do it right now. Head on over to Sac City Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Sac City Pod. Population, one more. Hey.
1: (laughs) Even even with a frog
0: in your throat, that was still
1: one of your best social reads of all time. I had so much fun riding that little wave of of a social read of that. Bravo. I got to make
0: up for all the crap that Dylan put on the socials last week.
1: Dylan has been putting in some garbage social reads, but uh, you are here to save the day. And I appreciate that. All right, Aaron, now is your time before we, uh, we're going to get into our best ADP value talk in just a few moments, but here is your chance clap back. Oh, he's probably got notes. That's what he's looking at right now. He's probably got notes listed. Oh, I'm down. looking at you. Uh, you you probably probably he probably, <laughs> log, he yeah, probably logged our episode you, did you log our episode of what of what points <laughs> you're uh, gonna I am, attack
2: i am watching my son's game on game changer one of the best commentary in the world i'm listening to you i don't need notes to clap back at what okay?
0: these and people I'm, yeah oh, what do you I mean, mean people. these people <laughs> you
2: people and i'm talking <laughs> about you mr mr aj um I, I am gonna i am gonna tell dylan that i'm sorry that he's not here uh because i did want to bring up his guys, most, it's not even about really AJ's players, but I did have some issues with some of Dylan's guys. Um, the first one was Josh Jacobs. I felt like you guys were all over the place. Like, I felt like you guys were almost all over the place that like you didn't know what you wanted to do with Josh Jacobs. It was like, well, he's good, but there's a backfield by committee. Can we stop? Can we stop? And I, I you know, I say that's my phrase. Can we stop? We <clears throat> have got to stop saying every backfield has an abundance of talent. You guys were throwing out names like, Tamir White, Kendrick, uh, uh Kenyon Drake, um, who was the other uh, Jalen Drake Richard. Jalen Richard, I think Dylan said. No, we yeah, Dylan Rob, Jalen Richard. Have to stop. These running backs that we just say just because they play behind a guy and they may have seen some a little bit of playing time, doesn't mean that they're a threat to take over the role of a high draft pick in Josh Jacobs, The Bell Cow in Josh Jacobs. We, we got to stop doing that. I think Brandon Bolin was mentioned. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah Dylan it, as, up. As passing down. <laughs> back. <laughs> <just, laughs> we got to stop. Josh Jacob will. Josh Jacob will do what Josh Jacob always does. Am I saying he's the top five, seven running back? No. But last year he finished in PPR leagues 11th. The year before that, eight. So what is wrong with drafting Josh Jacob in the third, fourth round as an RB2 on your team? That's where his ADP is. So why are we saying that we should stay away from a guy that's returning that value?
0: So I'm pretty sure I agreed with what you just said about taking him and he'd still be okay. I will say that blunder of Brandon Bolden is just more about the fact that Josh (laughs) McDaniels brought him over because he trusted him and Dylan was spewing BS out of his mouth and it gets you all cloudy up here. You don't think straight. And so passing, catching back, whatever, take that off. But Brandon Bolden, I I expect to have some usage. Kenya Drake is relevant in that offense though. They used him last year. They used him before. Uh um or you, you saw his uses being the reason they brought them over from Arizona, because he can split those goal line, those goal line carries. The fact of the matter is, when Josh Jacobs is on the field, he's great, but he also gets injured and you need a guy like Kenyon Drake who's still a bigger body and can bruise down near the near the goal line. So I, I don't know why Jalen Rashad was ever brought up. But I, I won't let you just say Kenyon Drake ain't nothing. Hold on one second. One second, one second and I think you missed the point of what we were saying by running back by committee. It wasn't saying that Kenyon Drake's going to take over Josh Jacobs. He's going to be there. It's just the fact that he's going to take away carries at some point in time. But he did and that I, last year. I didn't year. think it was going to be a huge so amount. On, exactly. Can I, that's why I didn't think it was a l- huge Hold on. Deal hold, on me. hold
1: on. Let me slide in here. Let me ask you this question, Aaron. Let me ask you this question because I brought it up on Monday's show. Last year was under a different system. a a different system here. And we've seen Kenyon Drake be a running back, a starting running back in the NFL. Josh McDaniels is coming from a system in new England where we saw multiple running backs be used with Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead many of times back in those days, Josh (laughs) McDaniels in the past has used multiple running backs. So what, what makes you so confident that it is just going to be, maybe I shouldn't say just going to be Josh Jacobs. Obviously it's going to be, you're going to see some of, of, of a running back two of some sort, but they didn't, but they didn't every,
2: pick. That's every team. There's no, there's teams use other running backs. This is the big, biggest misconception is, Oh my God, he has to be a bell cow. Josh Jacobs had 240 carries left. Said that too, the same amount of carries that Ezekiel Elliott had, who we said was giving away carries to Tony Pollard. So if he has 240 carries, is he not capable of putting up the same numbers? We talk about Kenyon Drake stealing touches from him. Kenyon Drake had two touchdowns last year in 13 games. Josh Jacobs had 11. I don't think it's a huge threat to Josh Jacobs. Kenyon Drake's coming back from a severe ankle injury. We don't even know if he's going to be ready to start. There's optimism that he is. We're not even sure how he's going to come back from that. And then you have a bunch of just guys behind Josh Jacobs. Benny, you mentioned the contract here. That's even more huge. The fact that's that they nice. didn't sign him, to me, tells me they can do whatever they want with him. A guy who yep. has been banged up. But one thing he has been through, he's been banged up, he continues to play. He rarely sits out games. He tries to tough it out. I think Josh Jacob, at his ADP right now, is exactly where he should be going. It's not sexy. Are you going to have question marks because he doesn't care about fantasy football and he may not tell you that he's banged up and then he plays 5 steps? Perhaps. But that's not a reason... For me to just say no, I'm not going to pick him. We we got to stop looking at players' games played and missing games and saying I can't pick them in fantasy football because then you're not going to be attached to anyone. Football well, the, players are going to miss time. We Simple we did
1: that. say we did say at the beginning of that show that we are not by any means saying don't try. Dylan might have said that because Dylan and this young generation just time. says absurd things. But like I we said before the show started. That we by no means are saying don't draft this th- these players at all, because there's value to every every player has a value pick, just maybe more or less their what their ADP is. And now I I but decided I mean, his to ADP do fourth round. Well, while you were talking, uh, I feel like that's where that, he was going last is, year, wasn't it? This is the research that I did not do to rebuttal Dylan's point, but to to tie into the Josh McDaniels slander of saying he uses r- multiple running backs because we've seen him go with Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, all this kind of stuff. Maybe that's more of Bill Belichick with the whole punishment treatment and not on a Josh McDaniels thing. Cause last year, Damian Harris had 202 carries the Four. year before two years prior to that. It was
2: Sony Michelle with 247 carries. It's about so, talent. The Patriots so, have never had talented enough guys. To give them 250 carries. That's so maybe problem.
1: so maybe we still see the Josh Jacobs and that, that that pick may be the right pick. Is there any other I think, w- move I aside from Josh
2: Jacobs? I don't want to get into all of them, but I did want to talk a, a little bit about um, the DK Metcalf conversation because I, I, I'll i skip the Elijah Mitchell and you guys did not mention Debo and whether he's going to get carries. I thought that was it. Uh, but the DK Metcalf conversation, again, I just didn't understand. You guys played a name game. You brought up Hunter Renfro and Terry McLaurin and all these guys that you would have over DK Metcalf. And then you brought up DK Metcalf had a bad year and all this stuff. And Dylan was talking about his two-point games and his four-point games. He had as many single-digit games as Hunter Renfro. The problem was Hunter Renfro also had a lot of, like, six 10-point games. DK Metcalf didn't have six 10-point games. He was in single digits a few times. But then when he went over double digits, 16, it's 20, it's 27. The, the argument against DK Metcalf, regardless of who the quarterback is, is mind-boggling to me. And I hope he continues to fall down draft boards because one thing that will fail to realize is with a quarterback like Drew Locke, who's inaccurate down the field, or Geno Smith, who maybe can't get the ball down the field, that's going to impact Tyler Lockett. That's not going to impact DK. DK is the big physical receiver that you can throw across the middle of the field. You can get him when it's press coverage and maybe he doesn't get separation and you're a quarterback and you throw it to him. Tyler Lockett is the one that needs those big splash plays in order really to be effective. And the connection between him and Russell Wilson was undeniable. I don't know if Tyler Lockett produces at any level without Russell Wilson uh, this year, which is why I think his stock has dropped significantly because it's going to be something different when Drew Locks throwing you that deep ball versus that Russell Wilson you know, fifty yards in the air, shot, and lands yeah. moon, yeah, that kind of stuff. I like DK. I think, I think his floor is a low end wide receiver. That's a floor, and that's been Terry McLaurin's best season.
0: Why? Why are we so,
2: fading DK now?
0: So uh, now, if you remember, I looped both those guys in because I do think it's going to affect them differently. I definitely said the reason it wasn't so much conversation about Tyler Lockett is because Tyler Lockett's going as like the wide receiver forty-seven. It's pretty far down. And and I, and I even said I would still drop him a little bit. When you're talking about DK Metcalf at wide receiver 15, it was more for me a question mark of if he can do it because he was heavily based on touchdowns, number one. And then number two, he needed a lot of his scoring came off of big plays, regardless of going across the middle and getting those chunk plays. A lot of his big days came off of the big plays coming from Russell Wilson. With Drew Locke, If they can find a way to kind of do what LAC did with Mike Williams last year and bring his A dot down, bring it closer to the the first down type of throws, then he may have that eat up yards type of season, get a bunch of receptions. But I don't think he's ever had more than 83 receptions in a season, which is good, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I need every receiver to have 100 receptions a year because Honestly, with Drew Locke, I don't know if that's the case. Um, but it's where he's being taken at wide receiver 15 that I would drop a little bit. And like you, I absolutely hope he keeps falling down. Because there is a point where I, there's no way I'm not taking <laughs> DK Metcalf. It's, that's just a fact. Because even if he doesn't do what I need him to do, somebody in every one of your leagues will take that trade because of that name.
2: I, I think that I think when you talk about DK, you'd end the touchdowns. That's a fair point. Seattle is not going to be a good team.
0: They're That's going the to be name. playing
2: from behind. <laughs> we we yeah. look at these teams and sometimes we mix regular football with fantasy. I don't care if Seattle sucks. I don't care that Drew Locke sucks. There are plenty of receivers that produce when their quarterback sucks. Like, I don't need him to be a top five guy. I'm not drafting him as that. But to say he's going to score 10 touchdowns over the course of the season because they're down 40 to six and he gets a bunch of garbage points, send it. I'll take it all, all day long. Fair point. DK Metcalf
1: or <laughs> Amari Cooper.
2: Both, <laughs> both, honestly, they're both wide receiver twos right there in the right there in the middle. I have them both wide receiver 12, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. Um, I would lean, I would lean towards DK Metcalf because I the uncertainty at the quarterback position in Cleveland to me is different. Um DK has another guy on the other side to take away some coverage has no offense. I think that offense is a little bit more sound if Locke or Geno you know, Smith is the quarterback than if it's yeah. Jacoby so, or somebody. So let out. me let me drop a let me drop
1: around then because DK Metcalf and Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf's going around 43 and Amari Cooper's going around 50. So that's really not that big of a difference. But so DK Metcalf or Brandon Cooks. Ooh,
0: that's
2: tough. Um I was because like, Brandon I, Cooks I still take, Brandon I still Cooks is going Metcalf. at
1: 58. I still take Metcalf. DK. Okay. DK Metcalf or okay, you've already buried the Tyler Lock, the, or the Hunter Renfro uh thing. DK Metcalf or one does I don't I don't care which one. Corlin Sutton or Jerry Judy? One of those yeah. one of those wide receivers for DK Denver, Denver who's going to be Okay.
2: I think there's too many guys in Denver. I think oh, it's okay. going to be spread around a little bit more. Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler's back, uh, yeah. Cortland Sutton,
0: plus Okay. Greg Dolchich.
2: Oh. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of DK Metcalf. I, I think DK every year is going to be consistent. I know people were upset with him, but that's because people were gauging him based on he should be a top three receiver in the NFL based upon his physical stature. And they were disappointed. But let's not forget, Russell Wilson didn't play great. A lot of that wasn't on DK. Like Russell Wilson did not have a great year last year. He was hurt and and he didn't play very well. And DK was still able to produce wide receiver two, high wide receiver two value.
1: If you end up with DK Metcalf as your wide receiver one, are you okay with that? That means you go maybe two running backs and a tight end in the first three rounds.
2: Probably not. No, I'm probably because I'm taking a wide receiver um, in the first three rounds. Um, so I'm okay. probably looking at DK Metcalf um, in the third. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like if he's there third, fourth round, like I'm, I'm, I'll am i look at him for sure. I'm not, I'm not be afraid to take him. Okay.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, right. gotcha. I simple. don't, I don't remember Dylan actually saying
2: he would take, did he say he'd take he Drew Locke Russell not, Wilson? He, well, no, he just said he wouldn't take any Seahawks receiver at all.
0: At all. Okay. So he didn't, he, he
2: didn't actually
0: say. No, his, he, well, his conversation, takes, it, it it was it was like if Russell Wilson is the quarterback I'm for it's it, it was something like his that. His conversation because it was made very made us stop in our tracks. No, it's, his
2: thing it... is inconsistency and I, what what was so frustrating about that conversation was every time somebody brings up well the two-point games and the four-point games. Name me a player in the NFL that doesn't have those on their schedule. DK did it four times last year where he's in single digits. I can go look at those top receivers and I guarantee they have the same thing on them. And we're not drafting them as a top guy. We're drafting them in the fourth yeah. round. So yeah. We have to stop. We got to stop doing that because a guy gets hurt in week fifteen when you needed him the most, and he failed to give it to you. But he carried you all year long. Like to me, that's D- just dumb. It's fantasy football.
1: DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf had more of a consistent year than Tyreek Hill last year of the Kansas City Chiefs. Just
2: want to throw that one out there. Mike Evans. All- this was the conversation about Mike Evans for years, but yet at the end of the season, he's wide receiver eight. He's got a 1,000 yards. He's got yeah. 10 touchdowns. You have just to, consistency. Sometimes you just have to look at the entire yeah. season. If you play week to week to week every time, you're going to hate players, and you'll draft nobody on your team like Dylan Kerr. And then finish last. <laughs> and then finish dead last. Let's and, get
1: into uh, our Let's get into our ADP talk here. Enough, enough yeah. ripping on Monday's show. If you miss Monday's show, please go check it out now on all podcasting platforms. And if you want to watch it uh, back on YouTube, it is there or it'll be clipped for you. However you want to watch it or listen to it or view it. It's going to be there for you at the Sac city pod on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. All right, let's get into our ADP values here and let me take a look and see what you gentlemen have picked and see where I want to start off here first. AJ, we we'll start off with you. Who is one player that yes, sir, you. Your beautiful face. Uh what is who is one player that you are targeting at their uh as the best ADP value?
0: Ooh, so um I think you're really going to like this. Uh Vinny, so to speak, uh it's your guy. Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman. Last Whee! season we talked a lot about Rashad Bateman. You were head over heels for Rashad Bateman. He we was so excited for Rashad Bateman. We know he has a lot of talent and we were expecting to see it. Uh, came on, it I want to say he played, I think 12, 13 games last season. Um, and now Hollywood Brown is gone. And now Rashad Bateman steps into the number one wide receiver position. So to me, one, that tells me that, hey, the Baltimore Ravens trust his talent to be a number one receiver. But more importantly, the amount of targets that have just been released to be split basically between him and Mark Andrews are astronomical. So you, you think about um, Marquise Brown in 2020, he had a hundred targets, 2021, he had 146 targets. Now everyone's saying now now that he's gone, Mark Andrews is going to get the guy last year, Mark Andrews obviously had the targets 153, but the year before that, he only had 88 targets and you can't, despite what you all want to believe you can't just throw to Mark Andrews. Eventually teams will figure that out. You have to get some plays down the field uh, and Rashad Bateman's at, High, high catch point type of guy. Uh, so having the targets that are split up, we're talking about about 100 targets that he can add to his uh, 40 or 68 targets of last season. So uh, Rashad Bateman going, wide receiver 39, pick 92. We're talking eighth round. Uh, he's still there. I think that's a great pick. Uh, plus, you're going to be pairing him probably with a very top-notch receiver from the first three rounds. You're in you're a very solid spot.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, you obviously are well aware of, of my love for that pick, but I also <laughs> want to point out the fact that you brought up the lo, the loss of Hollywood Brown in that offense, and the fact that they didn't really bring in anyone to replace him. They they seem like they have that trust in Rashad Bateman. We also should look at Hollywood Brown's stats, obviously, and fantasy production at the beginning of last season and throughout last season with Lamar Jackson as his number one wide receiver. Now the playing styles of Rashad Bateman versus the Hollywood Brown, a little bit different. Maybe it doesn't translate per or doesn't transition perfectly, but Hollywood Brown was a wide receiver one wide receiver two. Last season with Lamar Jackson, and I think Rashad Bateman could do just that. And you look at where he's being drafted at now; it's like you, it, Rashad Bateman, or Brandon Ayuk, or Rashad Bateman, or Traylon Burks, or Rashad Bateman, or uh, Elijah. Uh, I don't know if I want to go the Elijah Moore out, but it's it's he's in a spot where you can take him and be like, oh my god, this is this is a steal. I love that pick a lot,
2: Aaron. You have any clapbacks on that one, buddy? <laughs> no, I I, I don't <laughs> clap back on everything. I I love the Rashad Bateman. I think the wide receiver 40 is honestly a, a disservice to, to where he should be. He is a talented player. And I think this ADP is more about the offense, just the style of Baltimore wants to play. They brought in a number of tight ends this offseason. Uh Charlie <laughs> Kohler, Isaiah Likely. That those guys are now there. I think they're going to go back to that. Uh, two tight end, wow. both going out. Nick Boyle's still there. And they're going to run the football. They're getting their running game back. They still got J.K. Dobbins coming back. Uh, Mike Davis is now there. Just another body Then um, they drafted Tyler Beatty. So uh, I think I think that's what Baltimore wants to do offensively. But there's only one guy on the outside that we're really talking about. Maybe Devin DuVernay gets the big plays, but it's really going to be about
1: <laughs> and
2: I like this. So
1: More Devin talk. DuVernay. It, D- Dylan put <laughs> Devin DuVernay in the top three, top 10 trios with uh I remember M. that. And Justin to, to Tucker. To
2: Dylan's credit. Devin oh, Duvernay a really it. good player. No, you could. Devin Duvide's a really good player. This is not the first time he'll see action. He's listed as a starter right now, and if you watched Baltimore last year, he was on the field. He was in their offense. It's just yeah. Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews were there. So I'm top, again, top ten trio. Vinny, like I, nobody's nobody's <laughs> nobody's fighting with Dylan there. But (laughs) to AJ's point, that's (laughs) way in the past. You really got to let that (laughs) go.
1: Any chance I can get to rip on Dylan, I'm going to take it. Uh, Aaron, what's your best value pick here to start us off?
2: Uh, My first one, I'll stay in Baltimore. Uh, It's Gus Edwards. And I know, I know, Gus Edwards might go undrafted by many. But Gus Edwards, two seasons ago, almost 1,000, I don't say almost, about almost 750 yards, had six touchdowns in a new a run-heavy, run-first offense that likes to use him around the goal line. Look, I'm not saying this guy is going to be in your starting lineup every week. But J.K. Dobbins, like Gus Edwards, is coming off a significant knee injury. And he's a guy that they like in that offense for whatever reason. I don't think he's the most talented player, but they like using him in goal line situations, short yardage situations. I just think this is the guy late round, when you're looking at the running backs that are there or the players that are there at that value, you're like, do I want to take Gus Edwards or do I want to take Damian Williams? I'm sorry. I'll take Gus Edwards because I know they're going to run the football. Do I want to take Gus Edwards or do I even want to take a Sony Michelle? Who's in a big running back by committee in Miami, not knowing Jesus. if he's going to, I will take Gus Edwards. there. not a fan of James White this year. Um, there's just guys in that, that area that I would rather, I wouldn't rather have than Gus Edwards. So uh, late round pick, take a chance.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they, two seasons ago when Gus Edwards played 16 games, he was second on the team in terms of touches uh, right behind Lamar Jackson and and 153 total touches. And then right behind him was JK Dobbins at 152 in his first year. (laughs) They, they, they love to run the ball. And then when they're not running the ball, don't be surprised if Gus Edwards is catching it out of the backfield. What is your thoughts and the concerns of people that are like, like, obviously you're getting Gus Edwards at a pre at a, great value pick so deep in the draft. But what do you think about those people that are saying it's Jake? Cause there's a lot of hype around JK Dobbins this season as uh, coming be. into this. And then the, yeah, there as should be. be. So, so and what I do think you think ADP about, that. do you, but do you think that him being ranked as high and valued as high as he is takes away from what we have seen from Gus Edwards? Like obviously what I just brought up with the, t- the total touches, Gus Edwards, one of the leaders on this team in total touches, but now we're building up J.K. Dobbins even more and more. Does that bump
2: Gus Edwards down a little bit? Uh, no, because I, I two factors. Number one, we're talking if we're talking redraft here, uh, I would assume Baltimore understands both guys are coming off me. Both are probably not going to start the season with full workloads, which means they're going to split time like they were doing before. Now, maybe as the season progresses, does J.K. Dobbins grab a stranglehold of that? Yeah, I expect J.K. Dobbins to be the lead back there. There's no denying that, but i'm probably not investing my my draft pick in jK dobbins because of the uncertainty around the injury it means i probably didn't get him so i mean i can i don't know what he's going right now um, i want to say dobbins the, yeah i want to say he's in the top what 30 at least
1: yeah dobbins uh, is
2: going let me uh, take for a running little, back yeah. for running yeah. back yeah. yeah so as a top 30 running back i'm probably like you know what i don't trust he's going to get a full workload maybe i don't trust the knee if i draft some other guys and then late in the draft i see Gus Edwards name there. And I say, you know what? That's a good back to have in a run first offense that maybe JK Dobbins is not healthy. Also. Maybe he does struggle coming back from that injury and maybe Gus Edwards gets the amount of work that we saw. Through. So um, again, this is more late round. We're trying to, we're trying to find guys that could stand out or have an opportunity to play. And I think Gus Edwards has a good chance of doing that just because of the style of offense.
1: Yeah. I think I think and you, J so J K. Dobbin's is going as the RB twenty one uh, in drafts, and then you look at and Gus Edwards and, and Gus Edwards is going way down, right behind Khalil Herbert. He has the yeah, RB like, fifty eight. So yeah, I would take I would take
2: Gus Edwards over Khalil Herbert any day of the week because Gus I Edwards. know Gus Edwards is going to get some run when he when he's
1: out. Let's play this shit game, Gus Edwards or Sony Michelle? We already Gus said Edwards. that no. Uh, Gus Edwards or Marlon Mack?
2: Gus Edwards for me.
1: Gus Edwards or Tyler Algier, the, the running back for Atlanta?
2: This year, it's Gus Edwards for me. Just Gus because Ed- Cordero Patterson still
1: there. Last one here, Gus Edwards. Let me, let me scroll up here. A lot of people, and maybe you thought they think this as well, Gus Edwards or Cordero Patterson?
2: status <laughs> sad as it sounds, Gus Edwards. That's why that's that's the answer. I was I thought I, I would, because thought I, think I would defer Will start and I think you'll have a good start to the season. But I do. AJ mentioned this the other day. I do think Tyler Algier is going to get some run, but I that offense to me right now, kind of a mess. I don't. I mean, we're still talking Marcus Mariota. So as a defense, I'm loading the box to stop Cordero Patterson and say good luck Drake London and Kyle Pitts We've got that guy at <laughs> quarterback. So I'm I'm still unclear what it's going to look like in Atlanta. Uh, I know what I'm getting. I'm yeah. yeah. AJ's uh, talking and I can't even hear him. Why are you on mute? What are you doing over there? Just keep
1: I- <laughs> What do you have a zoo going on over there? It's just, it's just <laughs> chaos. It's just things bouncing off the walls. yelling. The I screen. muted
0: so long ago because it was, there yeah. was some noise that was happening and, and I was captivated by the wonderful conversation you guys were having and, uh, I guess I never turn it off. It's it's Monday oh, in my head, were, apparently. So were you
1: were you captivated at all the shitty names I named alongside <laughs> Gus Edwards? Was that I laughed what so
0: hard? Good, and, uh, good. I'm glad. The part you missed was me saying Falcons are gonna be fire nine nine wins this year. Might uh, <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Might even make it to the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> so I am gonna go with my next value pick. And we talked about it before the show is like I, I picked two players. why well, I I've I've locked it down to just one on this. And I was trying to choose between which can see chiefs wide receiver, I think has the best value. And I think it's Marquez Valdez scaling, uh, going at in the 12th round. I think he, he brings, obviously we're not, I do not quote me on, do not yell at me for saying he's going to be what Tyree kill was in this. Are you kidding You're crazy. So the, the style of play of MVS, the speed game, Fits perfectly with what Kansas City has wanted to do in this offense for so long. I think he comes in and has a very good year for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you look at where he is being drafted right now, it is behind WNBA star Sky Moore. It's behind guys like DJ Chark. It's behind guys like Kenny Galladay. It's behind guys like Jacoby Myers. I am taking. MVS over all of those guys and possibly more. I'm not going to go down the list, but what he has the potential of being is the number one wide receiver on this offense. And if you are the number one, he has the potential. uh, It's not counting Travis Kelsey. It's not counting Travis Kelsey. That's what you're meaning,
2: if that's what you're looking at me like that for. What do you, what's your deal over there? MVS has no (laughs) shot. No shot at being a clear number one in the box. No shot. Zero, zero chance at being the number one option in this option. I don't know if I'd say zero, zero Only chance. Zero chance this, that he's the number one. Op- zero chance. Look, I like MVS yeah. like you do. I think maybe yeah. his ADP is is his ADP. I'll, I'll just say this, and I don't really want to talk about MVS that much because I think you know that's a sleeper pick for a lot of people this year. I think MBS has the biggest issue is all his ADP is reflective of what the issues are in Kansas City. There's too many guys. Juju, it's MBS, it's Kelsey, it's B. Cole Hartman, who people still forget about, like, he's not going to play. It's Sky Moore, who they drafted, who obviously they like. That's, what, six guys? Five, yeah. six guys that we don't have a clue how they're going to be used, but yet we're all trying to pick one of them. Say, well, that, the, this and, is going to be the guy. And
1: that was that was the, the thing before the show, and to pull the curtain back with everybody here, I had Juju and, and MBS lined up back-to-back, side-to-side. Like, I was going to use two players here. But I did. I chose MVS because he is a deeper value pick. But if I'm drafting, and I know I don't know how you guys feel about taking two wide receivers of the say, of from the same team, I feel like MVS is so much farther down that I can take Juju where his value is at at, at, at the 88th pick in the draft, going in in round seven, and then scoop up MVS in round 12 and take my shot on either one of those Patrick Mahomes weapons. I I just worry about the fact that, and Dylan brought this up on Monday, and this is probably the only fair point he had with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett was that you just don't know which one is going to have the game. And that doesn't, that doesn't scare me away completely of drafting somebody But if I'm getting MVS in round 12, I'm okay with taking that shot because it's a 12th round pick, and the guy's going around him. I'd much rather take the shot with a Patrick Mahomes weapon than
2: someone else. Go ahead, Uh, AJ. I
0: mean – I I was on your side and everything, and then you said he'd be the number one, and then I lost all my thought process. But I like, I I like the idea. I mean, in the twelfth round, was going to be the number
1: one. I said he has a potential of being number one, and if I can draft that in the twelfth round, I will gladly say. What's that based on? What's what?
2: What is that based on? From what his emotions? What 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 tells you? MBS has the potential to be the number one. What proof or evidence? Or what are you based? on?
1: Speed guy, high investment in in signing him. They they obviously invested highly in him in signing him. So and he fits the same system that his style of play fits the Kansas City Chiefs style of that fast paced gunslinging type like that. They do, but but I'm just saying, <laughs> MVS had they and they obviously wanted MVS.
0: Yeah, they so went out and I, invested
1: what... highly in not crazy highly, but. And, and to me, I've said it, I've said it on this show before. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be the best wide, like a wide receiver two in this league. And for fantasy this season, fringe wide receiver one, that's like my guy I'm locking down. But like I said, it's the potential in round 12 with MVS of the shot in the dark that he's the number one wide receiver for this chief's team with Patrick freaking Mahomes is why that I have him here as my, one of my best ADP value picks.
0: And I do believe that he's going to have a big role in this offense. And a lot of people are thinking, I mean, I, I think I mentioned this when we were talking about Kansas city and the moves they made, he is the replacement for, the things Tyree Hill could do down the field. You know, those, I'm faster than everybody. I'm behind the secondary, the ball's dropping in the basket because you just can't catch me. You know, and they need that guy, that deep that that take the top off. And it's Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people talk about how similar their talents are. You're just getting a younger version and we know how strong armed that uh, Pat Mahomes is. Just let Tyreek Hill tell it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I, with, with it going in the 12th round, I mean, like you mentioned the guys that are around there most you're talking about two more rounds you're picking your defense and your kicker and two of those so if i'm taking mbs with my next to last skill position round let's do it i'm all about that
2: yeah so i just wanted like the reason i wanted to go last because i just want to say this um fantasy pros has mbs like i believe wide receiver 60 Nicole hardman wide receiver 62 very similar close to each other i'm taking Nicole hardman over mbs all day in mm-hmm. But already familiar with the offense, already has a rapport with Patrick Mahomes, has already seen the field, um, has the trust of Andy Reid. They like him, even though he's had his struggles. Uh, I I am not as high on MBS in fantasy as I am in regular football. I think he brings a dynamic element to them as a football team. But the closest thing to what Tyree Hill did for Kansas City is not MBS. No. Just it's I just Nicole mean Arvin. the top. No, I know, yeah, I know I just mean, mean I just mean the other football. Yeah. I know you said that. i I'm, I'm just saying, in general, overall, his whole package of what Kansas City does. Nico Hartman is the one that runs the jet sweeps and runs the bubble screens and gets in and out of the break. I'm not saying he's Tyree Hill, but he is actually right. the closest thing to Tyree Hill that they have, outside of maybe Sky Moore, which we haven't seen yet, um, that could be, <laughs> But um I don't mind it if you're if you're making your choice MBS. Uh me personally, I would never draft two of those same players. I would just stay away from the entire wide receiver. Board. And if I wanted one of them, I'd trade for him during
1: Oh, so you're not even not even on Juju? Nope. The only I person know, I, I would I, draft
2: from Kansas City is Travis.
0: And he hasn't liked Juju for years. Before he was a part of the show, he was you – know, I, I remember him Juju's talking fine. about Juju.
2: I, I think that'll be great. Like <laughs> Juju will be fine there. I think he'll get a lot of catches. I don't know how yeah. productive he'll be in, in the red zone. I don't know how productive he'll be in yardage-wise. He'll get a lot of catches. But the fact of the matter is I think they do spread it around. I think there's going to be a lot of guys involved. And the only one that I'm sure of, and I, this is how I draft.
1: I want guys I'm sure of. Draft. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. AJ, let's let's finish. Let, uh, <laughs> let's finish. Let's <laughs> finish this off. Let's go. Uh, let's go. You and then Aaron, real quick, to end the show. Who is your last value pick?
0: Yeah. So uh, this one might be met with a little uh, pushback, so to speak. I'm gonna go down south, keep it in the Florida, and uh, we're going down to Miami. And I'm going with running back Chase Edmonds. Talented guy who we've all enjoyed uh, with his time in Arizona. We were sad to see him get hurt last year and watch him lose basically his role to James Connor, who had a phenomenal season. But now he's down in Miami and uh, with uh, Mike McDaniel, who, as we all know, was the offensive coordinator for San Francisco, who was in charge of their running game. And while he was with San Francisco, that was one of the most run heavy teams in the league. You go back to 2018, uh, they haven't ranked lower than 15th in the run game uh, as far as y- rush yards per game, San Francisco, that being. So now you get Chase Edmonds, a guy who we know can run the ball, who can catch the ball and going to be in see just a weapon-heavy offense. It's hard to say run heavy when you think about Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and some of the pieces they have there, but you obviously know they're going to be using guys like Chase Edmonds. Right now, he's going as a running back 34 in the eighth round. Um, I love that value. Uh, I think that he's going to have himself a really good season because other than him, you're thinking Raheem Mostert for the most part, and we know he's probably going to get hurt. Then there's a Sony Michelle, and then there's a Miles Gaskin. But apparently they don't trust in Miles Gaskin. They brought all those running backs in to take over him and Salman Ahmed. So uh, I'm going to go with Chase Edmonds, and uh, I'm happy with him in the eighth round if I can get him there. I the reason why I went to you
1: next here and went this route and said it would be you, then Aaron, because my last pick would have been James Robinson who is a pick or is about one, two, three, f- about two like running this. backs in between him and chase Edmonds. I would much rather James Robinson than chase Edmonds. If, if like it, cause obviously those two guys are going very close to a 90, 90 second and then one Oh six for James Robinson. They're not going that far off. I, I think I, I am, we talk about on Monday's show like guys that we are avoiding, but if the right value came, I would take said player. Chase Edmonds is pushing that line for me. Like, obviously, if Chase Edmonds really falls, I would take him. But I would I wouldn't take Chase Edmonds within three or four rounds of where he's going. To be completely honest, just because of I I don't I don't I don't like that Miami. I do not like that backfield i just i i just have way too much discomfort and i can't and obviously this is going to be a this is more of a bench spot and you're hoping right you're where where they're going it's more of a bench spot hoping that they produce
0: i mean chase I edmonds know. chase edmonds is a guy that you will probably consider putting in your flex at that point from round eight in most cases but because like, it, 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 it go ahead i was just, just
1: i was just gonna argue you finish and then i will rebuttal
0: well, I mean, your your worry is you, you don't know which guy it's going to be, right? Obviously, there's some affi- uh, affinity with Raheem Mostert. He brought him over from San Francisco. He must know that he can fight the injury or whatever. Are you worried that Raheem Mostert is going to overtake Chase Edmonds? I don't think even if that becomes a situation, it's nowhere near to the point I, that Chase Edmonds is an afterthought. I think Sony Michel is just a guy that is going to spell in the red zone, even though really you don't need him to do that. Because again, Raheem Mostert I, and Chase Edmonds have so much.
1: I don't know if I'd even say I'm worried about one overtaking the other. Like I think that that's just how it's going to end up being—is just not necessarily one overtaking the other, but it being more of a split backfield than than anything. And I know we're saying we, we, we started Stay the your show. Line. We have to stop about RBCs, but this is one of the RBCs that I really don't know if I want to Running part back of. by committee and, is and, okay. And it's most okay. And, and this and this is and the reason the reason being here is because of my. The pick I had was James Robinson, who I know he's going to run
2: by committee. Is on, it's, just it, so it's, it's just Travis Etienne. It's just Travis Etienne. Let me ask you this question. Do you really believe that in a football game, there's probably 25 to 30 handoffs, right? Yep. Maybe, maybe a little bit more, maybe you get 35, whatever. Do you really believe that it's going to be 10 for Edmonds, 10 for Mostert, 10 for somebody else? That like that's not the way football works. I could, the NFL no, does not I work that see, way.
1: No, but what I can see is it being fourteen for Edmonds and nine for nine for uh uh Mostert one week and then the next week it's fourteen for Mostert and eight for Edmonds.
2: I can see that with that thought like, process. Let me let me give you my, my analysis based on what you just said. I was waiting for you to say something like that. <laughs> Where Chase Edmonds is being drafted, which is what we're talking about. ADP, AJ mentioned it, running back 34. You know where Chase Edmonds finished last year? Running back 34. You know how many carries <laughs> he had last year? 116, which is nothing. That's averaging 10 carries a game, which based on your That's math, what you just did, it would be about 116. The year before that, he was running back 25. You know how many carries he had? 97. He is one of the most efficient running backs in the NFL, Despite his injury history, despite his lack of touches in an offense, he's clearly the number one back right now, at least on the depth chart. He has Tony Michelle item. Yes, he? yes, he's listed as number yes. one.
1: No no no, 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 no. That's not what. I'm, that, that isn't what I ask. That is not what I'm asking. You said that's he's clearly said. the number. Like, is it? Is it that? That's like, clear what they, what they, when they clearly like, the number, number one,
0: chart, one on the when
2: depth chart. You out a depth chart. But that's how they do it. Number one, you have to look at who got paid the most money. Who got Chase paid? Edmonds. Who did they invest in? Chase Edmonds. One of the Raheem first Moster players came, signed. Raheem Mostert came over on some little bootleg deal. Tony Michelle <laughs> came over on some little bootleg deal. Raheem <laughs> Mostert has an injury history. He's listed third on the depth chart. They bring a guy like that over because that's a guy who's familiar with offense that can say, hey, Chase Edmonds, this is what we're doing. That's a good veteran to have on your in your locker room. It doesn't mean he's going to get five, seven carries a game. Chase Edmonds at his ADP is, to me, one of the steals of the draft. And I do not – this running back by committee stuff, just because you have three guys who were once guys we saw get carries doesn't mean they're still talented enough to be guys to actually play in a football game. Those are, those are
1: all very fair points, and I will <laughs> stand back on my RBC thing, and maybe I'll boost Chase Edmonds up a little bit. But I stand by my point if I'm staring down Chase Edmonds and James Robinson there. I'm taking James. I, I think
2: that's close. I think that's close. And I don't think there's anything wrong with taking James Robinson. See, I but don't he's know. He's going to lose catches. He's going to lose all if, the passing down. But the thing is, I don't know if it is like, what is the
1: ceiling of chase Edmonds? What is his ceiling? RB one uh, in the twenties. So James running Robinson, back, I, running back three, James Robinson is a RB two as his ceiling. And almost as RB three as a floor. When if if he obviously his health is a big thing here. No
2: usage matters. It's not his health. It's usage. But what I'm because so what he's never had a and, co- competition there ever.
0: Yeah, and you can't uh, tell you know for a fact that he's, never, had, you, he he's never
2: competed with anybody for that. No, it's project.
0: been him. It's been him
2: since they let go of Fournette, well, so he's got well, all the tech. Well, to, if, uh, if
1: you're saying that, he did he did have to compete before when it was with Fournette and then Rock Armstead. Like, obviously, it wasn't a big competition. Rock Armstead.
2: Fournette, Fournette was big, let go because of money reason. We all know it, this. But obviously, it wasn't a big competition, but he still had to compete. It's, you're not well, saying he didn't have to compete. No, but, no, no, no. What I'm saying is that, that he never had to split carries with anybody. Probably again Travis is I going agree. to touch the football.
1: That's, I yeah, agree. That's a fact. I, I, and and that's what I'm saying I think but I still and I, I still think that James Robinson's floor is r b three and you just said okay. chase Edmonds ceiling is r b three okay so like that's that, why I that's why I'm saying that I'd much rather
2: but I'm saying James based Robinson their, I'm saying based on their situation like I think there is no chance in hell that James Robinson really breaks the top 15 in running back. I just don't I think he can no, be good. I, I agree. His ADP of where he's going drafted, I think, is bogus. I think he should be around anywhere between running back 20 to, to 25, yeah. Yeah. somewhere around there. But he's not going to have the years that he had last year and the year before that because Travis E. is going to take that passing down work away from him. And the fact that Jacksonville doesn't score a lot in the red zone, at least they haven't, um, especially running the football, that's going to hurt him as well. Because if you're just talking about running the football, you're going to get a guy like Gus Edwards. Is running back 34 and running back 20, 25 close?
1: You, you just said, well, like, before you were saying that this is much closer than, like, like a James Robinson and well, Chase
2: Edmonds. Chase Edmonds Ed, been running back 25, running back 25 years ago. What I'm saying, yeah. but, like, what you just so said, you I just laid it out. You
1: just, you just laid it out, running back, th- but but what's, what's James Robinson finished as?
2: But, again, the, the situations aren't the same. James Robinson's situation is not what it was two years ago. Chase Edmonds, if, you want, if I give you the argument of running back by committee, he's in the same exact situation he was in Arizona. So that sure. upside I've seen in Arizona being only getting 97 carries was running back 25. So, so that's the upside I'm giving him. If you told me Chase Edmonds, it's 240 carries this year, I would tell you he's going to be what James Robinson was last year or the year I'm before seen. that. Like, that's how I feel. This year is the first year we'll see James Robinson with actual competition to take carries away from him. And I'm sorry... He's gonna lose all his passing down work to Travis Etienne.
1: I agree. I agree. Now, do you worry at all about? And this is this is a selfish question. And we'll go on to your last thing here. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on the way Doug Peterson and the, he it's Press, press Taylor is the new offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think about that and James Robinson's? Because obviously, is it just the injury that's brought James Robinson down to where he is right now,
2: or is no, there? Is it's, it it's, it's trying to mix of ETN and... it's, the, it's the afraid, it's the, the investment that Jacksonville made in the Travis ETN. When you make an investment like that in the first round, you have to you have to use that guy. You paid him more money. That's the problem. It's not about this. Has the ADP has nothing to do with James Robinson. Give him the football, he'll produce. The issue is Travis ETN is gonna make too much money that they have to allow him to touch the football. And he's a dynamic player, but. So you're going to run into this situation where it's probably a closer to a 50-50. And with that, there's only so much upside when it's 50-50. Fair. Fair enough. All right.
0: Well, yeah, what he said. Yeah. Plus, yeah. plus I don't
2: think there's an argument. I think Travis Etienne's <laughs> talent level far exceeds the talent level of a Sony Michelle, of a Raheem Mostert, of a Miles yes. Gaskin. So those guys can get pushed aside and not have to worry about That's it. That's right. You're I, not going to push ta- uh Travis Etienne. I brought I brought that. A similar
1: point up on Monday's show when we were discussing uh, who was it? Mm, it was Elijah Mitchell and Brees Hall. Elijah Mitchell uh, and Brees Hall conversation when Michael Carter versus all the running back. Yep, don't even get it. I remember
2: it. I didn't, I heard that it was some stuff, but I'll, I'll, I'll.
1: Aaron finish <laughs> us off. Who's the last player on your ADP list that's got the best value?
2: I'll make it real quick. It's Gabe Davis from the Buffalo Bills. Um, this is the guy who. Leading the NFL in red zone targets over the past season. Uh, he has only been playing like 50% of that. And like a guy in that office with Josh Allen, to me, he should not be outside of the top 30 in wide receiver. I think he's wide receiver 34 right now on Fantasy Pros. Um, ESPN at maybe even wide receiver 31. I think is the highest I've seen him at. Uh, to me, he's a hands-down starting three wide receiver starter. Um, if you're only starting two, then he's a hands-down like first flex play he is going for a ton of touchdowns. Um, no Cole Beasley, no Emmanuel Sanders. You got Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, and who else? And we talk about Khalil Shakir, talk about Jamison Crowder. But <laughs> we, we know Jamison Crowder has had injury issues in the past. Um, there's only a matter of time before he's injured again. I do like him in that little slot role. But when it comes to the red zone, He's going to, Gabe Davis is going to score his touchdowns. He's going to have the big plays, and I think that's going to be enough value to boost him into the top 31. Um, he
1: should be going in. You chose Gus Edwards and Gabe Davis over bringing up Russell Gage, and I wouldn't have brought up MBS. <laughs> I wouldn't have brought up MBS if I would have I did had that on, purpose. on my list. I did that Son on purpose. Of, a bitch. of course you did. Of course you did. Of course you did. Hey, could uh, we continue? to be yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I will drop
2: a tiktok about wrestling. Games.
1: Ooh, hey that's that's my number that would be one of my number I, I think that would be my number one value pick right next
2: to James uh, not James Can Parker. I make an announcement? James Robinson. Can I make an announcement? Just <laughs> for <inaudible> my just for my my special fans uh mainly my best friend Vinny um Colorado has three goals in the first. This Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, it against, happened right when against, I turned it on. Against the all right ever
2: Steve Vasilevsky because Goldtitty wins championships and hey. Colorado said hey. blah,
1: blah, blah. Hey. Three Hold goals, time
2: first out. period. Time Colorado.
1: Timeout timeout time out, timeout time out, time out here. Time, 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 time out,
2: time out. Yep, go ahead. Tell me I'm
1: right. First of all, how dare you? How dare you? You're making me, the man who is still heartbroken after losing on Saturday, you're making the man defend Tampa. You're making me defend Tampa yeah. here.
2: Hey, when Tampa was, all, when Tampa had a whole bunch of all, they second
1: of all, off, they were rusty. Second of all, I don't think rusty. Second, of all not. second of all, second of all, here, let's travel back in time. The Rangers shit pumped Tampa in game one.
2: <laughs> the Rangers Everybody ain't Colorado, went. buddy. You ain't winning this yeah, one. The Rangers right.
1: are not Colorado. Darcy Colorado. Kemper is not Igor Shesterkin. And you're guess right. where Igor
2: Shesterkin's at?
1: Hey, he's he's about to, yeah, catch, he's about to where, catch- where
2: Where? Where's where's about darcy darcy the trophy because he's the best goalie where's, in the nhl where's darcy kemper at in the stanley cup finals and guess what he has a three no. to one lead no. in the first his, period did you team. see the
0: goal that he gave up i'm just saying his, his team oh.
2: hey his team, you can, his he team can, is can give up nine but, goals guess what if they score 10 it doesn't there's, matter there's no chance
1: there is 10. no chance on god's beautiful green earth i'm sorry that they score oh any God. more than sc-
0: i am never six worried is the max yeah i'm never worried I'm never worried is, about the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game One.
1: Well, that's because that's because you don't know anything about hockey. But I, I I'm never worried no. about
2: anybody in Game One, and blah 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 blah. I'm tired of hearing it. The best team in hockey all yeah. year has been the Colorado Avalanche. Stop downplaying how good they are, just because who's you downplaying think they have a it? Holy, ain't nobody down. A this shit is damn, This is a more for Vinny. Winner. This is more for Vinny, because he's been talking all this shit about their goaltending all year, and yet they just keep winning. And winning and winning. It doesn't matter. If they win, who cares who's goaltending? I could be in there. My black ass can be in there. Block away pucks. I, it doesn't hey, matter.
1: I'm just really glad that this is live on the show right now <laughs> because he did the same shit for the Rangers. Oh, my and God. And now the Rangers are golfing. The Rangers so I'm now are not glad the athleticists. I'm now. I'm glad we have this now documented. So when the Lightning are hoisting the Stanley Cup at the end of the at the end of the series, that your dumb ass you. can come out here. I
2: told you and, I would bow down to you and call you the Hockey King. But what? I'm gonna get what? my respect. I am gonna get my respect. No you one's going to the mute side. No one. No one's disrespecting you. It's you've just disrespected not, uh, me all season long.
0: Uh-uh.
2: All season long, every time I bring That's up that way. It's
0: just ridiculous that <laughs> you guys are having this conversation. Like. My team's not the one playing, but
2: it's Man, you cool. don't know who your team is, man. Yeah, I have to get the
0: fuck out of He's here. From
2: Atlanta, but live in Tampa. But you go to games when you got Florida State, the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Hawks, and then magically the Tampa Bay Lightning. Get the hell out of here!
1: <laughs> oh wait, he frozen.
2: I sent him to frozen land. I'm trying <laughs> to
0: come back in. Hold the hell on! Ain't no question <laughs> about my damn hockey team. I've been a Tampa Bay Lightning fan all my damn since hockey they won not first, oh, that first Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. I've been a Tampa Bay Lightning fan since that
2: first day they won that at Stanley least, Cup. At least I'm mm. real about it. Like I will admit, Colorado ain't my team, but I've been riding them all year long. Oh yeah, I'm Wait, being I thought real Colorado about it too. Wait, what? don't be mad no, because no, 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 they're no, no, doing no. what they Wait, do. No. I thought I, I thought Colorado was your team. I adopted I think- Nathan Colorado when I got back guy. into hockey because Nathan McKinnon is my guy. But I've watched the San Jose yeah. Sharks my most of my life. When I watch them, oh. like in the playoffs, they haven't been it. so I didn't watch them, but. I, I adopted Colorado because I'm a Nathan McKinnon fan. But I'm so I'm defending them. But I'm not making no this, They're not my team. But my knowledge of hockey has grown. And the way they play and watching them just skate around that ice so smooth and bam in the back of the net. And then just skate and bam in the back of the net. It's beautiful to watch. It's like Golden State playing basketball. It's beautiful to watch. So I don't want to hear anything about Igor Shesterkin or Andre Vasilevsky because we don't care anymore. This is the new era of hockey. We put goals on the board. Nobody care. Well done.
1: Well
0: done. Lightning and seven. <laughs> all right. Hey, we all are going now. to
1: end this show now. I probably won't even turn that game on tonight. That I I won't watch the state watching the Stanley Cup Finals till game two. Uh, just so that <laughs> all of the history videos are not oh as shown as God. much, so I don't get my feelings hurt. Uh, but we'll be back again live at 8 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter uh, for Fun and Games Friday. Aaron,
2: are you on? Do you know if you're on the show Friday? Uh, we'll talk about that after. Uh, Got it. Because Great. Friday, I'm off, but I'm on, but I'm off, but I gotta make a drive. So. Great. Great. Either way, we're going to have a full.
1: From start to finish, fun and games Friday with trivia, games galore. It's going to be, and and I kind of need all four of us on because I have a four-person game that I want to play that I've come up with that we're going to get into. It's going to be, can't miss, can't miss. Well, I mean, every SAC City episode can't miss. And you're going to be there live with us Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for my best friend Aaron Mukes and for your boy! AJ Johnson. I am me. We will see you Friday!
2: Peace out. Holla.
0: Oh, num, 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 num. <laughs> thanks for listening to the sack city podcast you made it this far so you must have liked that show if you did go ahead and think of two people you can share this episode with we can never have too many people in the city so don't forget to hit that follow button sack city population one more